welcome to the God is not an asshole podcast. If you are one of the many people done with religious dogmatism, hang on. You might sense transcendence, but your church or other faith community never seem to get off the ground. You realize that honoring your conscience means more than fitting in and keeping hard to explain rules? Hang on. You could probably think of the goodness in your tradition, and you tried your best to save that baby, but there's so much bathwater. Join your hosts, David Norman Moore Jr. in California and Carrie Connolly in New Jersey, who are collaborating to bring on guests who have found life on the other side of fundamentalism. Guests with stories of how they have liberated themselves from beliefs that divide us from each other. None of our guests' narratives are identical, but we hope you'll find something in common with each of them. We invite you to experience our common bond as we all inspire even more of us to embrace the true self. Where do you where do you land with Jesus these days? Um, I think since two thousand, it's I can I can pin it down to like when my son's father passed away, and I had I feel like this existential crisis. And how long did those last? By the way, yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know when I find out. <laughs> I think um, I'm still in it, and um, yeah. I want to believe. I want to believe, and then there's so much doubt. And then I think, and then I, you know, I've, I've looked into like other religions and I'm like manifesting. Well, that's praying. That's envisioning. Yeah. <laughs> and then I look in like a meditation. That's praying. Like there's so many things that I feel like we're kind of doing different, the same, but different. Different labels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> different different labels. That's the way I see them. I did this my whole life and it wasn't manifesting. It was like envisioning, you know, prayer and believing you know i remember being a little kid and we didn't say that you were sick you, we weren't supposed to say oh i'm i'm catching a cold if you'd say i'm catching a healing wasn't well, that uh, to be well mm-hmm. yeah law of so, attraction <laughs> affirmations yeah you know so i just i mean i heard a he- i heard a really great saying that says the opposite of the opposite of faith isn't doubt it's certainty and I really love that because faith is about, faith has doubt built in, you know, yeah. faith is, that's what it's about, right? It's faith is about not knowing for sure and believing anyway, or continuing the journey and the questioning and the seeking. And I think that that can be a beautiful, okay. a beautiful thing. So I think that like, I was always told, you know, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. I have so many scriptures like memorized as a kid. You know, we it was King James Version. That's intense. Blessed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is the man. You know, it's just, it's very intense. And I have them still. They're, they're in there. They're in my hardcore, you know, long-term memory. And, you know, you're going to do this. You're going to, because you're going to burn in hell if you don't. But what I like about myself is I don't think in those terms, really. I think I want to do this because I want to be kind, not because I may mm. burn in hell. Yeah. Not because there's a fear of that for me. It's because I want to and I want to show people love. And, you know, I read this thing and I don't know if it's true or if it, it's what the stats are really are, but it said for a trans person, if they have one person, one person yeah. that accepts them, they have a 40% better chance wow. at surviving in this life. Mm-hmm. I you love know, the fact that, that to me, and if I can just look at them in the face and be like, I see you, I see yeah. you, you know, yeah. 
And that's what I, I try love- to for a lot of people when they're hurting. I go, I see you. I see you. I see you. Yeah. I love that you said, I like this about myself. Mm. I think I that's so it. important. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> so important that you, you say that about yourself because I think it, given your what ha- what has happened in your life, there would be so many opportunities for you to say the opposite. And I love that you said that you like that about yourself. And, and I think this is the a- thing that I have always loved about you. Um, you know, going back to those days when, you know, you were a little girl, it was like, this is great. You know, this is, these are amazing qualities to have as a human being. Wouldn't it be a wonderful world if more people had the qualities that I see in Mickey that are really under assault. You know, when I turned 50, the thing that I kept thinking about myself is that I'm unlearning right now, probably in this, I'm unlearning so much. Unlearning. Yes, do I have stuff to learn? Yes, but but more importantly right now, I'm unlearning a lot. The voice, the voice in my head, the narrative, of things that were spoken to me, spoken on me and about me. And I'm trying to change. And I know there's neuro pathways and I'm trying to be kind to myself. Wow. I mean, those are, that's what I'm just working on. And it's a day by day thing. I, I remember before, uh, before the pandemic sometime, I went into your shop. Mm-hmm. Um, you insisted that I come in and have a treatment. I think I got a facial. Um, anyway, your dad had just passed. Hmm. Your dad had passed, right? Oh yes, it was. Oh yes, it was mm-hmm. after my dad passed in 2019. So yeah, yeah. and uh, I remember just going in, and you were just being you. But it was also the time when you were going through an impending loss because it was just before your son's father. He, when did he die? Um, October. I want to say it was the 19th of the same year. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's when in, I was, it was yeah. in between that. So we were both in this cause you knew his time was limited and, and it was, we were, we it was in that period. We were like in a, a liminal space in that moment. And I feel like we were a gift to each other, uh, you know, just in that moment. You're always a guest for me, always. I can't, like, I always say this about, you know, not all, you know, they go, well, oh, you know, that you were always going to do the right thing. You were always, no matter what, if it offended, you're not going to be chorus to do something to shut someone up or to make someone lose their power. And that's the way I felt always about you. You're a safe person. And it's interesting that we're saying about, you know, my son's father. I met him in the seventh grade, right? When I transferred from Christian school to junior high, he was one of the people I met. And he was so kind and so safe. I met him second semester, seventh grade. And he was such a kind human being and protective. And um, like you, and that's why I think I, I know I gravitated to him. And he was a good person. And you know, it's interesting. He had never been raised in any kind of religion. Mm-hmm. And he was a good person. 
on yeah. his own yeah. because he wanted to be. Shocker, that can happen? What? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, it was like, wait, you don't know about like Bible? You don't know this? You don't know? He was like, no. And he, and you know, and I honestly thought at times like his character was better than mine, you know? And I've always, I mean, I'll always say that about him. He's a good guy. You, 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 how do we, you know, the, I think one of the purposes, one of the reasons that we even have this podcast, Mickey, is we want to collect all the people, you know, who are, who are not prisoners of dogma, who don't feel obligated to perform and to push people out and push people down, who want to find safety in one another's presence. Uh, through the kind of acceptance that you're talking about. I th- that's really why Carrie and I are doing this. And you represent this, you know, like, like, like nobody else, I think, in all of our conversations. Thank you. So, um, when are you going to start your podcast? <laughs> Me? <laughs> I have been writing a lot. I write so much. I feel like I've had so many lives since already and we're do, talking do you have about, something handy right now that you've written that okay no they're just like just little like inserts of like times and memories and just they probably wouldn't make they wouldn't make any kind of sense you know to anyone right now but i i've been just writing and just trying to get it out you know um and it, it's hard you know when things are like in the media or they're present and you know there's that danny masterson thing and that like i'll say it about myself that was very triggering for me and i have to tell myself don't look at the comments don't look at the comments Mm -hmm. don't look at the comments because and then somehow then i look at the comments so i'm mad and i'm angry because they're like that was 20 years ago and da da da. they should be over it or that never happened and that they lied and blah 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 and in all this stuff, and when I know that what can happen, what has happened in my case, that it could be ported right away, could be five minutes later, and they'll find a way to say, well, what were you wearing? I was wearing Oshkosh overalls for an, a nine-year-old at, from Jedlikas. What, what did you do to seduce them? What were you wearing? Why did you go there? Why did you do that? And it's five minutes later, and you're a lot of times still going to be a liar, and you aren't telling the truth. In the way that you know victims are treated, and it, it 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 just triggers me because I know what happened, and know the other person knows what happened. Do I know if it was a Wednesday night service? Do I know if it was a Saturday? I can't tell you what day of the week. I can't tell you probably even the month. I think it was a cold month. I'm not sure, but I can tell you what I, I can tell you it happened, and what I felt like, and it felt like I was drowning and I couldn't get air. That's what it felt like. I couldn't get any air. And then I looked, and then so then I looked up this thing, and it said a thousand, a, a thousand sexual assaults. 310 are reported. I wrote it down. 310 are reported. 50, 50 out of the 310, 50 will, there'll be arrests. Out of the 50, 25 will serve time. That's 2.5%. And so we're mad and we're angry about 2.5. And that's not even saying, you know, like who knows the real number because 
they're never going to say, you know, and people don't want to talk about it because maybe it's someone in their family or it's their uncle or their grandpa or whatever. So those never even get talked about. And then that family members told that they're, you know, that person's crazy or this person and everybody gangs up on them in a lot of cases because you went against family because you went, there's a seat in every family. There's this little society and there's the boss and there's a rule maker and there's the lack of a better word, chismoso or chismosa. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. and then there's the peacemaker it's- that runs around. And yeah. wants to make everyone just, let's be peace. Let's all get along at any kind of sacrifice. You know, in, in, I, I don't know if, um, a lot of people, I want to say men, but I'm, I think I should say men in this case, under, really understand the, the constant vigilance against sexual violence that women have to participate in and the ways in which we are shamed for trying to protect ourselves or call it out when it happens to us. Um, you know, what- yeah, Carrie, just last night I told my wife, never go into a parking garage. <laughs> right. You know I mean, yeah. So, well, I have a story from, uh, you know, unfortunately these days I'm on the dating apps, Mickey. And um, oh, just, the no. other- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just the other day I was chatting with a guy and he was like, we were trying to make plans to get together. And he was like, well, come to my house. I'm like, dude, I'm not coming to your house. I don't know you. I've never met you. He's like, no, he's like, come to my house. And he kept pushing that boundary. Even after I clearly stated boundary, I was not coming to his house. And um, it, it devolved into him shaming me and telling me that I was absolutely ridiculous. And if I just would use common sense, then obviously... I would recognize that if anything did happen, I would be able to identify him to the police, you know, aside from the fact that how about I don't want anything to happen that I would need to report to the police to begin with. Right. But he was so tired of having to prove to people that he was a safe person. And I was like, and he, he berated me. And then he said, something is so broken in you. I'm so sorry. Something must have happened to you that broke you that made you like this. And at that point, I finally, I, I blocked him. But I mean, to be berated for having the, co- and I, I even said to him, I'm like, what would you, what's the first thing that you're going to say as a lawyer, if something were to happen and I were to, to report it, the first thing that you would say is, well, why were you so stupid to go to the house of the man you didn't know? And what were you wearing? And what were you wearing? And what exactly. were you wearing? Exactly. And so, yeah, he says that so blatantly, but you can say it all you want. Will you believe, be believed? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And so the, and, and it activated. And at first I dissociated and I was like, okay, he's just a jerk. I'm just going to write it off. And then the next day my body began to remember things and, um, it's devastating. Carrie, when you, you know, this is not the first time I've heard you bring up, uh, these kinds of Dating encounters. Apps. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I can write know- a book. You could write, and you probably need to, but um, somebody <laughs> needs it. But anyway, it's to me, it's a revelation in a way because I can forget that that exists, even though I know it's it does, because I'm in community with the most beautiful men who who just don't go there. I mean, right. we don't want to go there. It's just not right. And so, and and there are beautiful men, even on the dating apps, and they sometimes have to deal with me saying, "No, I'm not going to. I need to text with you here before I give you my phone number because I don't want to run the risk of a picture I didn't ask for." Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, 
things like that. Yeah. Well, I just think then it's so he did that. So he, I mean, then he eliminated himself and he did your favor, right? Oh, of course. Because there's always going to be something pushed. You'd be like, I'm allergic to nuts. Are you really though? But you never had nuts with me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, it's just exactly all in your mind. You know, I just, I don't know. I just feel like you would have just been uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because he's comfortable with making you uncomfortable. Yep. That's yep. not cool. No. Yeah. Mickey, um, before we stop, I, you know, we, early on, you said some really, um, lovely things about me and our, you know, our journey in life. And I just, I need to take this moment to also recognize my dad, uh, because that's where I got it from. I mean, you know, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, he was, I used to tell my dad regularly, I said, there are three men that abide in my consciousness throughout life. One of them is Nelson Mandela. One of them is Desmond Tutu. And at that time, they were both still living, you know. And I said, and the third one is you, dad. And he would always push back. Oh, no, no, don't, don't put me with. And I said, yeah, I don't even know them, dad, but you're real to me. You, I get to experience you and see the qualities that I see, you know, from, and then from a distance. And so, you know, I, that, that's where I get it from. So important. It's so important. He sounds like he was extraordinary. Well, he produced a daughter, like, kind of like you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And really and all, my sis- all my sisters, actually. But yeah. David, thank you for being the, the kind of man that you are, you know, and reminding yeah. us that there are beautiful men in the world, you know, that there are men who are kind and safe places. And, um, and it's I really say, important. Carrie, Carrie, I will say like, like Mickey was like developing her consciousness as a little girl trying to be Mickey and finding this boyfriend who was trying to be himself, that's who I was, you know, in the same way that I I didn't want to be this, you know, this, you know, machismo filled, uh, you know, arrogant, pushy, patriarchal person. You know, I just wanted to be a human that connected with other humans. And sometimes I got misdirected and sometimes I misperformed but I was always wanting to just be human. And so, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. That's amazing. Well, Mickey, thank you so much for, for joining us today on your very first podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love that. And, and I hope it's the first it was so many. nice to meet yeah. you and talk with you. And thank you so much. Thank you for even, I was looking at some of these people that you had on and I was like, there's, the professor. I don't know. I just didn't feel like, I don't know. I just felt like, why me? Like, am I like good enough to be on it? I didn't, I didn't know. But Mickey, when did, I, I, it was months ago when I asked you, Now we've only been doing this for like a half a year, right? Yeah. You were one of the first people to come to my mind. Wow. Yes, absolutely. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. It makes me want to go play my Amy Grant album. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, because Amy Grant was was coming, was emerging around that period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Reva Rambo and 
Keith Green. I will I always love, love Keith, Keith Green. Green. Yeah. His yeah. voice is like, I know. I, I often wonder like, what side of the spectrum he would be on these days, though. The right side. The, the I art side. So. I the hope empathy so. side. The I love. hope so. Because he, he was, his music was He amazing. was so beautiful. And then a lot of us, the, I don't know, you know, I have, I still have um, CDs of him and the things that he would say. What was it? God, what was the one about the hamburger? Because he would say people in every religion pray, praying to Jesus doesn't make you a Christian. And he said, and what did he say about the he's, hamburger? He's and going to McDonald's doesn't make you a hamburger. McDonald's makes you a hamburger. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was his answer. And I, I always remember that. And he would say people in every religion pray, but praying to Jesus doesn't make you a Christian. So I don't know. I felt like I just loved that. I loved him so much. And I think he had already passed by the time I was even listening to him. Yes, yeah, me too. Because, I, yes. I was devastated to find out that he had passed away. I I looked yeah. him up and I'm like, no, I'm so sad. Yeah. But well, I, I remember the day, I, you know, <laughs> I was probably 23 or 24 years old and I heard about the plane that went down. Um, I, I And that was a big day in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank well, you. Thank Keith. you very much. Thank, thank you so you. much, Nikki. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for being here today. We are people who have left behind performance-based religion and the shame that comes with it. Maybe you have a personal liberation story to tell and we want to know about it. Please contact us on Twitter at God is not an asshole or text 805-703-8393 because the world needs to know that God is not an asshole.